1: Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Rugby Rant Podcast Show, your premium North American rugby podcast. Growing rugby, one fan at a time.
2: Hey, 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 what's going on, Rugby Rant fans? We're back this week, episode 160, a milestone. And let's just say this, that for a milestone of 160, we certainly have the right person on the show tonight. We've got none other than Daryl McCormick. And uh, if you're looking for, you know, knowledge, information on what's going on down there in the Carolinas, this guy is the guy. Cause he runs and operates the fan page called Rugby Carolinas Daryl, welcome to the show. It's been way too long.
1: <laughs> yes, it has thanks, Rob man. It's always great to be back and uh it seems like it uh, has been a while but uh but it's these are exciting times, so uh I appreciate you having me on the show and looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, well, you're a busy dude. We tried to nail you down before. And, you know, you're either living in a hotel or yeah, I, I don't know, you know, or you're I'm a road you're warrior shacking yeah. up in some, you know, street corner in a cardboard box. I'm not sure which. But um nevertheless, you know, uh, you're hard to pin down. So when we get you in, we yeah. like to make sure that we spin it the right way. Um, And yeah. it's, it's only too bad that you don't have something anthem related on you had to go with the Kansas City Royals
1: yeah there's not no quite sure so uh yeah I'm uh I'm gonna revert back to uh my Midwest days so there you go what's your <laughs> connection to Kansas City well uh, I grew up in Kansas and uh oh, okay went to the wow. University of Kansas so okay. most of my friends were from Kansas City so and I've been a Royals fan since I was a little kid and uh same, right. and Chiefs too so go Chiefs
2: so you probably had that, yeah. How about it? They're playing the lights out these days. They are. came on strong there at the end of the at the end of the season, peaking at the right time. And uh, you
1: you had to have been a George Brett fan, right? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. pine tar. Pine <laughs> <laughs> pine tar <episode. laughs> he would have made a good rugby player, I think. Yes, <laughs> yes he <laughs> would. vinegar, I'm, you know. I would have love to see that.
2: <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. So um, yeah, so it's great to have Daryl on the show. I'm excited. I get Daryl to myself. Uh, cause my guys, Ty had some, you know, he's some illnesses going through his family said a rough go of it. And then, uh, Scotty has no power. The big guy has no power. I think he's going to have to consume everything in his fridge uh so that he doesn't lose it. Um, he probably doesn't listen to the episode. Anyway, so, we won't Um, at any rate. Uh, so I've got you all to myself, but it's it's a perfect opportunity, actually, because we're going to folks, we're going to change things up a little bit with the rugby rant and, and we're going to get into it in just a moment. Just give you a little peek behind the curtain as if I'm the wizard of Oz, Um <laughs> You know, since we got Daryl here and obviously living in Charlotte right now, you know, he's at the epicenter, of everything going on with the anthem, the new team, we're going to talk to him a little bit and get his hot takes on what's going on there instead of, and that's going to be kind of our around the pitch segment. We're going to really hyper focus on one particular place and what's going on around that pitch down there surrounding the anthem. And then we'll get to the rugby rant and folks, we got a fun one today. I try to get my buddy Matt Wags on, uh, works for the Hounds, uh, uh, assistant coach for the Hounds to, to jump on for this one. He just was too tied up. Uh, but we're going to talk to you about two things. We're going to tear out where we see all these 12 teams. You know, what tier are they in? Where do we see them sitting preseason? And then we're going to take a look at the schedule, pick some of our hot games that we think as fans, you don't want to miss, or at least. We don't want to miss. Whether or not you agree, probably determined based upon, you know, your uh, home team or the team that you prefer to follow. Nevertheless, we're going to talk to you about what we like. Maybe you agree, disagree. No worries. You can comment below and tell everybody what you're thinking, and that will help everybody hone in on what part of the schedule they need to start paying attention to. And, you know, if they're starting to sift between, I've got six games i got to watch, you know, i got to pick three because, you know, Kids got soccer this afternoon or rugby or whatever they're playing. You can kind of pick and choose, and I'll give you an idea of what people are thinking. So anyway, we're going to come back in just a moment. And we're going to hit you with Around the Pitch.
1: When we pick up the ball, we also pick up a legacy. A legacy that stretches beyond your current team. A legacy built on the backs of those who can't be you with hard work. And for those who will come after you, we promise it won't be easy. But we'll be there supporting you on and off the field.
2: All right, we're back, folks. And again, as promised, around the pitch, we're going to, like I said, hyper-focus on that area around Charlotte. And because we have somebody of that guy's expertise, uh, we're going to get involved in this. It's a little bit more like an interview style because we believe he has some insights. Daryl's going to bring us some insights from what's going on. So first of all, I'm going to open up just the first foray. Big question for you. You know, obviously, in Rugby, running Rugby Carolinas, the uh, fan group, and uh, being, you know, really having the pulse of rugby in the Carolinas, What's the vibe like now that the anthem's been announced, and they're going to have to—they're going to have a full-time professional team in the city, and they won't have to travel down to Atlanta any longer. Yeah, exactly.
1: Or to LA all the way across country. Yeah. Well, the, the vibe is is pretty darn strong. So, um, the, the Charlotte rugby community—I've only been here about almost three years—and okay. one of the things that that surprised me when I moved here was how strong the rugby community was. Uh, it's been around a long time. Um, goes back 40, 50 years, um, all the way from youth to collegiate to club. And it's extremely strong. So I knew that right off the bat. It's part of the reason I started the page <clears throat> it was just kind of tied grassroots rugby into MOR, And, mm-hmm. um, and the closest team, of course, at the time was rugby ATL. Mm-hmm. So, um, you can imagine. So the folks that are on my page are just, they're just buzzing. And, um, so, I mean, everybody could just hardly wait. So we 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 kind of had all hoped as a group that someday, you know, we'd have an MLR team. We just did not believe it would come this soon. So uh, it's the town's buzzing. So the rugby community is definitely buzzing.
2: It's got to be exciting for you guys. And I got to tell everybody the I I consider myself I was a, a, you know, pretty much a flanker most of my playing career and I consider myself pretty fit I prided myself on being pretty fit getting around the pitch pretty good mm-hmm. you know beat my opposition to the line out or to the next phase of play but uh the one time I think I came very close to dying was in Charlotte <laughs> in <laughs> August yeah in the summertime in, yeah definitely you know if, you, if anybody's been to the Charlotte Rugby Club they have a beautiful setup you know just a great uh facility their clubhouse overlooks this pitch, but it sits kind of in this low level by a creek so that, you know, when it got hot there, it was like uh, the devil's ass crack, wow. you know, and, uh, you know, during Mardi Gras. Um, so, you know, I, I, I swear to God, I almost died. i never forget this buddy of mine, Kevin Weber. The dude was like 10 years older than I was, so he was probably in his 30s, almost 40, and he's playing two freaking games. He's playing an A and a B side. He was a freaking animal. So kudos to uh, Weber if you're out there, but nevertheless, <laughs> Let's talk more about rugby in the Carolinas, and more specifically, uh, Anthem Rugby Club or Arc is probably what they're going to become known as for short. Um, so there's an excitement going on around there. Do you yeah. think that they can easily plug into the sporting landscape in Charlotte? What what are are there challenges there? What are the challenges? Do you think it's going to go fairly easily? what What's your What's your hot take there?
1: Uh, well charlotte's a really good sports town for for one thing so and it's not just the big sports um uh there's a really i mean charlotte fc started up what two three years ago i mean they're already averaging thirty thousand really per game i mean it's just they're just crushing it and it's it's not like a lot of the fans uh are really into soccer a lot of it's just the atmosphere people want to go because it's a great atmosphere right um and then the the city also has a minor league a soccer team. In fact, that's the same pitch that um, uh, Anthem will be playing on. So right. I'll talk more about that. But yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's uh, there's a, a professional or minor league women's soccer team coming to town. There's uh, you know a, a solid minor league baseball team, which is right uptown, which is downtown, basically. And It's a really really cool area right in the the social district. So I mean, it's a it's just a solid sports town. And um, I think uh, already having a strong rugby community in the Carolinas will just add to that. And I think think it's a a really good match. Now, that being said, six weeks, seven weeks, whatever it is they have put aside together is not a lot of time to do a lot of PR. So it's going to have to build momentum. Um, I don't know how many tickets that will actually be able to move right to, to begin with, but um of any town that I think can pull it off. I think Charlotte can do it.
2: Yeah. So it's gonna take a major marketing effort for sure to break yeah. into any sports community. I mean the sporting landscape is is so tough just because it's so diverse and everybody's trying to fight for every nickel to try yeah. to, you know, get attention and and get, you know, more money poured into their sport. But right. you know uh, if there's anybody that I think has that mind for it, it's certainly and understands the sports landscape, particularly the rugby landscape. It's, it's yep. Scott Lawrence and, and crew, and all the all the guys that have have yep. worked for him as coaches and things like that. I think he'll he'll set up a pretty good situation there. So excited to see that. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned facilities. You talked just a little bit about it. Can you give folks a little bit more insight? And we're talking about you know everything from you know what's the pitch like you know, Mm -hmm. what's the seating arrangement like, um, is there, you know, are there boxes? Um, you know, can we, what kind of concessions can we expect? What's the parking like? Where is it situated within the town? Is there Mm -hmm. some nightlife around there? Uh, are all the accoutrements is there, you know, public trans? So, you know, those are the kind of particulars that, you know, people are going to go to the city and find out, you know, go to the city and check it out, you know, and watch their favorite team travel away, you know, what can they
1: expect? Yeah, it's, um, The stadium is actually called American Legion Memorial Stadium. And uh, it's been around since I believe they built it either in the 20s or the 30s originally. And mm-hmm. it was uh, named, uh, named out because of uh, for uh, veterans of World War I, <coughs> especially those that were from Charlotte that passed away in, in World War I. And that's how it originally got started. So a number a few years ago, not that long ago, they completely renovated it and i'd never been in it before so um the hawks played one game there last year so that was my chance to get in there and see it i was very impressed grass pitch it's uh really the home of the charlotte independence which is the the local minor league soccer team and so it's a good pitch it's a it's a nice oval um shape to it it's got a great view of the charlotte skyline um mm-hmm. off to the north it just sits just south of downtown Charlotte, what they call uptown here. So it's it's in a really good area with a lot of nightlife. Um, uh, You'd like to say you're close to uptown. It's uh, got good public transportation. Parking is pretty good. They got a a parking garage right next door. The parking rates, standard parking rates, are like start at 10 bucks and go up to like 40 bucks, depending on where you want to be. And there's a couple of parking lots around uh, if you don't want to be in the parking garage. So that's pretty accessible. Uh, The seating is, it's like, it's not bench seating. It's like fold down seating. I didn't, I don't remember seeing any boxes. There's no boxes. Um, But the seating is quite comfortable. Good concessions, full concession stand. Beers were like 10 bucks, that sort of thing. So uh, I think it's just, I I really was hoping that's where they were going to play because it's centrally located. Um, It's right near the social district of the city. It's easy to get to. And I think people are really going to enjoy What's the
2: capacity of that one.
1: 10,000,
2: 10,000. See, you know, from all from all accounts, it sounds like they have a really nice situation other than not having boxes, which I think is kind of an important feature to really, you know, grow corporate interest in the game and bring Mm -hmm. in, you know, corporate sponsorship um, you know it's it's one of the one of the features they're going to be missing but uh, you know with some development they could probably make that happen especially if there's a soccer club there i think that right. could something that they could fix fairly easily is there a jumbotron or some kind of big board in there
1: yeah on the nice. north side of the pitch there's a jumbotron it's a if i remember right it had some, had a few issues it wasn't a really bright clear screen but it, i mean it's functional you can read it so it it that might need a little bit of work but it, it's it's good it's it's solid it'll work so
2: awesome it sounds like they 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 had the perfect facility yeah uh, to start off in you know obviously it's it's not too big but there is room to grow correct um you know organizationally tell us about you know what's going on in the organization? What are you hearing? What are some of the rumors that are floating around? We're not going to, you know, hold you to anything. We're just, (laughs) again, you're plugged into the (laughs) rugby vibe there in the Carolinas. What sort of things are people talking about um, with this organization? And and give us your take on the, on the branding too, at some point in this, in this little bit.
1: Yeah, definitely. So just a little bit of history. So this is a, this is a direct (laughs) I guess descendant, for lack of a better term, of um, the USA Hawks. So the Hawks are started last year, <coughs> and they were created. Uh... Well, they were
2: re- reinvented last year. They've actually been around since the early two, since the mid-2000s. Oh,
1: I did not little know known that. fact. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I leave it yeah, to you, they... Bob. See, yeah, that's why, you, this, why this is your show. No, um, no. So, I just uh...
2: steal information from you. <laughs> Kudos <laughs> to you.
1: All... You're my brother. I love you right on (laughs) so the the hawks kind of um all right then fired back up again but the whole point was to be a developmental side um for american players uh as a pathway to the eagles men's eagles 15 side so most of the players were if i remember right most of them if not all of them already had mlr contracts but they were not scheduled to get much play time so this is a way for them to get experience, um, you know, hours on the pitch. And so they kind of, they didn't really have a league to join. So they, they kind of uh, uh, jumped into a, that South American league. And I, I can't remember what they call the league, but it was um, teams from. SAR. S-A-R, SAR, yeah.
2: Super Rugby Americas, SRA, sorry.
1: That's it. So Brazil, Uruguay, Argentina. Chile. Chile, yeah. So, um they jumped into that. They played several away games and they played, I want to say four or five games here in Charlotte. Um, there was only one game they played in, in uh, American Legion and the rest were scattered around one at a high school stadium and a couple at uh, UNC Charlotte. So UNC Charlotte was kind of their home base may still be, I don't know um, if that's going to be their home base or not, but uh, a lot of the coaches work out of, out of that campus, uh, UNC Charlotte. And so so what happened is then basically when Toronto and New York folded, I don't know if world rugby jumped in or made phone calls or what, but it turned out to be a conglomeration between world rugby, MLR and USAR. And um, with the same intent uh, as the Hawks, and that is to give these young American players play time, but now it's on steroids because now they're in a professional league in North America. Um, to my knowledge, I don't think there's going to be any foreign slots on the on the team. I've not heard anything about that. It's all strictly American or USA-eligible players that we play on the side. So I'm sure, I, I think they've picked up some players on loan from other sides, and I'm sure that'll probably continue, but that's about all the information I know as far as they have a released a roster yet that's probably a little ways out yeah i
2: i think they are going to have a few foreign player spots right. and you okay. can probably expect to see them at the spine positions you know at the nine, ten, perhaps at hook mm-hmm. maybe fullback but yep. yeah i would i would uh, that's what i'm hearing from some sure. of the sources that are out there Yeah, sure. yeah
1: yeah and as far as the you know the the branding um some of the folks on my page were kind of had some question marks, but nobody's really, no, there's not a lot of haters. Nobody's really hating it. They seem to be embracing it. Um, We're all kind of going, well, what's Anthem? But if you, if you look at some of the promos, it's, it's, it's kind of a patriotic carryover from USA gives it that little bit of a patriotic flair, but then they put rugby Carolina on it. So it's Anthem, Anthem, rugby, Carolina. So, but like you say, they'll probably just shorten the arc. Um, the colors look look to be, you know, kind of UNC Chapel Hill colors, you know, that North Carolina blue, um, or uh, Carolina. It,
2: blue. Are they going to be using a yellow in there as well? Is that I one? No, that
1: I I haven't seen any of that coloring, and I don't know. You know, do you give them a mascot? I don't know what would your mascot be. Uh, you know, I don't know that that probably will come down the road, but. Um, but at this point I don't think anybody's overly disappointed. Um, uh, I think everybody's embracing and they just all kind of chomping at the bit to see some swag, you know? So, um, you know, everybody's pretty excited about that. I think more just, people are just so excited to have a team here in Charlotte and, um, you know, it's, it's all been extremely positive from what I've seen on my page.
2: Yeah. And then what's the, and you know, think about branding. I love where they're playing in conjunction with that idea of anthem, right? Here mm-hmm. you have a stadium that was purpose built as a yep. memorial to World War One veterans, right? Yeah. And now you're you can play off that with the anthem yep. idea, you know, and I think there's a lot of ways you could go uh with with your mascot if you wanted to, you know, from a World War One kind of doughboy kind of thing, or you could even just go with veterans. You could bring I mean you could easily bring in vets to you know do the do the um sing the national anthem yeah um, to you know do do all the you know all the pregame festivities i mean just like the hounds have the you know ira or the is scott It's an Irish band that comes in and it's mm-hmm. the players out and then they you know the bagpipes very similar thing that Absolutely. you
1: can do you know, and I've I've been kind of amazed um uh, I didn't realize there was so much revolutionary wars history in the Carol's yeah. there's a tremendous amount. Yeah. And um, there's that theme they could go if they wanted to go down that route. There's there's a battlefield just outside Charlotte that where they stopped the British. So, I mean, it's um, it's there's a lot around that I didn't realize was here.
2: Yeah, that's that's good news. It's awesome. And, you know, one of the things that I, uh, you know, while we're talking about youth, let's not forget, folks, I'm not saying at this moment. But one of the opportunities here for this particular organization in this particular place, given their association with the University of North Carolina, Charlotte, is the fact that when they do and they will, they will develop an academy structure. Mm -hmm. Right. When they do that, think about what they could do to bring in high school standouts into their academy. And then plug them, you know, they could play together within the academy structures uh, with the anthem. And then, you know, they could also provide them with opportunities to go to school and work a program right there at UNC Charlotte. So they get an education, but they're under the the supervision of USA Rugby coaching structures, high performance pathway structures. You're going to be talking about a real revolution of that gap that exists between u s high school programs u s high school players and you know uh, the mlR and and I'm not saying that gap doesn't that, that that gap isn't filled that college rugby doesn't exist it does of course but you know how many high performance pathway programs are there for highly skilled USA players to be involved in
1: right you
2: know so this in, interesting opportunity
1: absolutely and and you know I think that played into a little bit of why they selected Charlotte is because Charlotte has just from, from youth to high school to college. Now the level of players that are coming out of this area is pretty outstanding. Right. Um, You've got Queens, right? Queens is here now. Belmont Abbey. Belmont Abbey. Started that started coaching there. What? Three years ago. And they've already moved into the rugby East conference with Queens Cutstown army navy right. um so that's big league right so there that that program has exploded so now we have two rugby east teams right in charlotte um you've got two outstanding high school um uh youth uh programs with uh, cardinals um charlotte tigers which have been around for a long 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 time and they're producing players that are playing in a lot of major universities now uh, and a couple of them have gone overseas and played and um, so there's a lot of youth right here in the area that could just slide right into an academy and uh and end up in the ML- mlr without ever having to leave
2: the Carolinas, right?
1: 100%. So, all
2: amazing stuff. Um, you know, we're thrilled, and it's not just because it's a 12 team and it kind of balances things out, I think it's really exciting to see that USA rugby. Along with World Rugby, is investing in this pathway, um, keeping an eye in 2027 and beyond. This is an opportunity for those players to be in a high-performance pathway situation. To be, you know, getting 16 to 18, maybe 19, if they make the finals games a season. Um, it's really exciting, and you could probably bet that they'll put something in in the fall. Maybe be in that um, ARP uh, America's Rugby Premiership. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's right in there too. So um, expect some great things. And like I said, I've been saying since Scott Lawrence took the uh, helm, he has a plan. Trust the plan. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, um, I, I believe he is going to make a difference in USA rugby, uh, full stop. Oh, 100%. I couldn't agree more. He's the right yeah. man for the job. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so with that, um, thank you for, you know, indulging us, fans, in this little discussion about. Uh, the Anthem Rugby Carolinas or ARC is probably where it can, what they're going to become known as and allowing Daryl to share some of his knowledge being, you know, on the spot. We'll come back to him throughout the season in 2024. And again, so he can drop some more knowledge on us and give us more information about uh, the Anthem. Uh, but stick around folks. When we come back, like I said, at the top, we're going to be hitting, you know, what are the three tiers who are in those tiers and talking about some of the matches that we're looking forward to as we get the revised schedule for 2024 don't turn away more exciting stuff to come back tune back in with us here in a couple of minutes we'll be back with the rant and we're back folks with the rugby rant episode 160 and again it's me And my guy from (laughs) South Carolina, Daryl McCormick, doesn't come on enough because he's busy, 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 (laughs) but we always appreciate his input because he is dropping some knowledge on us every single time. And he did that just a moment ago. If you didn't catch it, uh, we were talking a little bit about the anthem. He was talking about the vibe and what's happening in the city of Charlotte on the news that they're going to have a professional rugby team in the MLR. That being said, we're going to move forward in episode 160. And now that we have a revised schedule, we're looking forward to what's on tap in 2024. And we're going to hit you with, first of all, where do we see our teams right now preseason in conjunction with one another, ranking them, if you will. And then we'll get into some of those games that we're looking forward to. So here's what we're looking at. First of all, Daryl, we got three categories, Mm -hmm. 12 teams, um, I'm not putting numbers on how many can be in each category. I'll leave that up to you. But here are three categories: yep. elite, middle of the pack, and something to prove in 2024. Right. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to go first. I'm <laughs> super interested in where you're at here, and really? how that matches up with what I got. So, All Daryl, right. take it away. We right. break down in the M.L.R. preseason 2024.
1: Pressure's on, pressure's on. So I'm going to say I'm going to, for my elite, I mean, I have to go with my San Diego Legion. You know, I've been a fan for a long, long time and uh, they have put together some, some pretty, I mean, they did lose some solid players. Uh, Nate Oddsberger, to Chicago, um, but they're bringing in Matt, Gitto um, they've got um, uh, Ananus. looks like he's going to be back. And then uh, they picked up a, a player from uh, NPC, uh, Lincoln McClutchie, who played for Hawks Bay in the NPC, Budding's NPC. Um, now I've watched this guy play. he's He is solid. So that back row for San Diego is just crushing it. Um, but right in the – I also put New England right up there. So Patras is coming back. He also played Budding's NPC and uh, helped Taranaki win a championship. Uh, he'll be back. Uh, I think uh, Poland is back at uh, number nine. Um, they picked up, um, Caleb Geiger from New York, um, Mm -hmm. solid young forward. Um, I mean, really solid (laughs) He's huge. Um, I like new England to, uh, to be up there again. Um, and then, um, after that, it's like, it's kind of a three-way tie. Chicago is fully loaded. Uh, they picked up the butcher from New York. Um, I like some, they've got, like, say they've got Nate Augsburger, I think the back line is going to be solid at front. Um, the pack's going to be solid. So I put them kind of near the top. But then, you know, I've looked at some of the players that L.A. has picked up. They've picked up some pretty outstanding players. And so is Houston. So I think I'm going to go like a top three elite. We'll go San Diego, New England um, and Chicago. And then kind of the middle, I'm going to go Houston, uh, L.A., Utah. And then something to prove it's tough. Uh, I'm going to put D.C., NOLA, Miami, and Charlotte in that lower, lower uh, tier.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, Where where are you putting Seattle out of curiosity?
1: Uh, Seattle, sorry. Uh, I did leave them out. I'm going to put them towards the top as well. You could probably make them the fourth of the elite because they're always competitive. <clears throat> but sure. i don't know i haven't heard a whole lot of what of of who they picked up over the off season that sort of thing but i i guarantee you they they will be competitive so <clears throat> and that's actually one of the derbies i don't want to get ahead of things but that's one of the derbies all right
2: yeah same that. don't, don't nah, let, that that. Bag, let that out of the bag that out of sorry sorry I'll hold something in to keep people's attention don't so the they stay don't tuned the right i mean that's
0: the art of this right <laughs> all right So I like your list. I do like your list. Um What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify. and
2: i agree with you i've met and and on several occasions uh clarky uh, head coach from seattle and he always is able to get the best of his yeah,
1: boys never fails
2: he's a great coach he's a great man um i i'm really impressed every time i speak with him so you know you can never underestimate uh seattle they just have something and their fans you know they when they play at home it's like yeah. adding another Player onto the pitch, it right? It's so like they have a 16 player 16 unfair players. advantage. Yeah. So kudos to the to the Seattle uh Seawolves fans. I know quite a few of Mac Hartwright. You're my guy too. <laughs> uh, so shout out to you, my brother. Keep getting well, and uh, we'll be talking to you. But yeah, I like it. I like the list. Um, and and in many ways, we have some similarities. So let me hit everybody with where I'm at. Here's where I'm going. I'm going with elite, and I agree with with. Uh, you know, DMAC here, and that I'm going with the Free Jacks, they got to be at the top along with the Legion, one and two in the final. And if you're looking at last year's table, you know, 74 points for San Diego, 68 points for the Free Jacks. And and really the next closest one there was Seattle with 59. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really nine points separating that number two from the three spot. Um, and And the thing about that's interesting is if anybody you know checked out the the pre-final show put on next level rugby my boy ryan ginty shout out to you my brother um you know we had a we had a guest uh it was he's the he's kind of defensive you know the game analysis coach uh for the hounds um and he said you know that the free jacks blew all the defensive metrics like he had a really integrated – I mean, his metric blew my mind. I couldn't even explain it. It's like the you know, the quarterback rating, how they figure that shit mm-hmm. out. I, I was astounded. But um, he said they blew it out of the water. I, I expect them to be, you know, back in that hunt. Yeah. Um, Seattle's kind of on that bubble, right? I mean, you know, there, there's a little there's, – there's a disparity between yeah. Seattle and the Legion. You just have to acknowledge that. But I think they're one of those teams that could creep up there. And that's where I make my break. I think I could squeak Seattle in there. Mm -hmm. Um, middle of the pack. I'm going with Houston. I'm going with Utah. I'm going with OGs. They made the playoffs last year. Um, and then, um, something to prove. Here's the interesting thing, contrasting Daryl with myself, you know, he had the hounds at the top and why as a hounds, you know, being on the sideline, knowing all the hounds guys, you know, knowing the organization, knowing the uh, many in the coaching staff, including, uh, Sam Harris, You know, I would love to put them at the top, but that's why I have them as something to prove. Mm -hmm. Everybody expected them to really do a lot more last year. And with that short window, that inability to get everybody in in time to really get their ground operations and training and get that thing going. I think it really, um, you know, I think people underestimated the ability to create that synergy that's required in rugby, that continuity that's required in rugby. And so I think that was the difficulty, great players, mm-hmm. you know, great coaching staff, just, you know, having that difficulty, getting that continuity going. They had that. Now they've had an opportunity. As a matter of fact, as right. of the recording today on Tuesday, they started training today. So um, expect them. Uh, I, I guess for me, that's why I had them something to prove. I think they're capable yeah. of better. I think they I have work. the personnel. I think they have the coaching. I think they have all the structures in place, but for me, then, that's why they have something to prove. I'm also going there with Dallas. Like, they got to take the next step. And organizationally, uh, they were kind of a mess the last two seasons. That's why I think they have something to prove. They got to get their structures right. Um, Argentinian flair will be there. But, you know, does that translate um, here in the MLR? We'll have to wait and see. You know, what do we know about Miami? Again, we expect a lot of South American flair. But as a new team, I just don't expect a lot, right? Right. I mean, they do have to prove something to me. To you know, to to say that they're gonna move up into one of the next two tiers. Um, I put LA down there. I, I think they lost some players that did not want to make the transcontinental jump. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, new ownership, uh, new management. Will they get their facilities organized? I don't think enough can be said about you know having solid ground operations that are in place. So when new guys come in that, you know, um, they're, they're easily acclimatized because there's a system in place that veterans help them find themselves into the mix without that system in place. I think it can be, they're going to go through some difficulties. Um, you know, so I would expect that. Um, and what else do we have? I think Charlotte, you know, same deal. Just, I think they're going to go through the same, uh, difficulties the hounds went through last year getting jumping in late in the game oh yeah um you know what's their you know we don't even know what their uh play their player roster looks like
1: the roster yet
2: yeah so i just think you know it's going to make it tough yeah um you know and that's okay because i think that team is going to be built for you know the the future for development or you know the long haul and and that's okay it should be yeah that that should be so that's 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 it what do you any thoughts or I like it
1: yeah I I like you I just think with Chicago you know I'm kind of I'm with you on that one I just think I just have a feeling with this being Sam's second year I think this could be a breakout year for them and I think that kind of puts them maybe you know like say flirting around that that top tier that lead level but like you say I mean it I hear what you're saying, but I just I have this gut feeling it's going to be a breakout year for him. Oh,
2: I I agree. I I expect a lot from them. My expectations are high, but that for me that's why they have something to prove. I, mean, yeah. I was doing a little bit of of looking at their roster, and so they have, you know, they have the Butch is going to be your 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 hook, and they have a mm-hmm. they have a, a nice. We know in the league, hookers a position that takes a beating, but he's got to. see a machine, but they have. um you know they have a nice uh, uh, depth there, but then if you look at their their nine ten, has been has been playing for the United States together, mm-hmm. the McCarthy and Cardi have been playing yeah. together. Um, then they go Bryce Campbell, yeah. Billy Meeks. You got Nate Osberger on one wing. You got Mark O'Keefe who can play center or wing yeah. on the other. You've got another uh, USA. Uh, player there in the back line that can fit in at wing or even slot in at nine at Michael Baska. Uh, You've got, um, you know, Carney that's going to come in there either at center or I think he, he may, you know, will he emerge as a fullback? Uh, You have a guy that was down there at ATL. um, uh, Who's this? Oh, um, that can play fullback. God, I, I can't believe it. Kirk Coleman. Um, oh, cool. yeah, I, didn't uh, know. I think, I think it's Kirk Coleman. Yeah. That, that can play, that can play fullback. I mean, they, you're right. I mean, they can, they've got so much talent and then they've got Luke white at number eight, yeah. you know, they've got, so they've got a nice back row that's been playing together a little bit and, um, you know, Cam. uh, sorry, uh, uh, Matarazzo is a young guy, but he was in their system last year. He came on towards the end. So, you know, and then they've got Patty Ryan and, and Larome yeah. and, They've got some nice props that they a, brought they in
1: experience. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I, I do expect a lot from them because their talent level yeah. has, has grown significantly. I, I agree, but yeah. that's why for me, they have, that's yeah. why I labeled it something. It's going to gonna be
1: me. fun. It's going to be fun to watch yeah, for sure. Oh, I'm,
2: I'm buzzing just to be on the sidelines every, oh, yeah. every uh, home game for sure. So, Well, see, that's All why
1: we're going to win because it got you on the sidelines. So ah, uh, no. Right. no, no. That's, that's the edge.
2: That's the they're going like, to win well, in spite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm excited,
2: man. It's, it's going to be the great 2024, I believe. Yeah. So let's turn our attention now, Daryl. Uh, obviously, you're right there in Charlotte in the heart of the anthem country now. Uh, I'm really interested, as you looked across this revised schedule that came out last week, I believe it was, Mm -hmm. um, what are some games that you have your eye on that you think are, are Fans around the league should be paying attention to. Maybe it won't be their primary game because they have their home team that they love and follow and watch mm-hmm. every week. But then they're looking for that second game, or perhaps that they're, you know, like us, where they devour all kinds of rugby on the weekend. Right. Um, you know, they're that third game that they're looking to pick up. What are you watching? What do you, what game stand
1: out for you? Um, you know, primarily, you know, I think uh, with LA coming coming into existence again i think it'll pick up the san diego uh i think that's gonna be an excellent derby. san diego and la um that's definitely a game to watch san diego seattle is always a game to watch that's a that's a that's probably one of the longest rivalries left in mlr yeah um, for sure and it's a solid one it's a really good um really good rivalry um it's like they the
2: hatfield mccoy's man it's like a bluff. it really is
1: yeah i mean it's uh and it goes back to that, what, 2018 championship game? or mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I think 2019. What, yeah. 2019. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, yeah. So when I was at that game, that was wicked. Uh, so, yeah, good rivalry there. Um, I like uh, L.A. and Utah. Um, if you had followed the Giltinis, that was starting to build into a pretty nice little rivalry. Um, I think that will continue. I think there's another kind of a best of the West kind of thing going there. So I think that'll be good. Um I like uh um New England and Chicago. And um uh, I think that'll actually be really we, Yeah, I think that'll be one of, those are kind of my my top picks. Gotcha. I like it.
2: Um and and it's kind of, kind of interesting you're looking at uh some of those derbies and and it's not It goes without saying, it'll be interesting to see if those Darby's continue, you know, we lost some of them, we lost the chowder, Cup. we lost the fire and ice cup, of course, with, with, uh, you know, Atlanta moving to LA and and Toronto, Um, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, met their demise. Uh, but, you know, will we see in a reemergence, um, you know, especially again, because uh, the Austin is no longer involved. Will we see Dallas and Houston pick up that Texas Cup because Dallas didn't want to be a part of it one year? Right. Um, will we see a Cali Cup reemerge with L.A. and San Diego now that mm-hmm. L.A. has a team? Um, now, the one that I'm interested in is the dog bowl between the Hounds and um, Dallas. That'll be an interesting um, with, you know, kind yeah. of. And and I think I have, yeah, yeah, I have it. it. Let's see if I can find it without spilling everything. Yes, that's right, folks. I have the program from the dog boat last year, right there. Yep, Um, right there. I am. I am on it.
1: That's going to be worth some money, Rob.
2: (laughs) Big time. Yeah, we'll see. You know what? It's funny because I'm looking at this and. I would never realized it until just now. So the cover is green, right? But you see what's at the bottom of that? 100%. Can you see that, fans? Yep. We yep. Little houndstooth action. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're looking at the what the 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 uh, home no the away green jerseys, all green monotone green jerseys, they have the houndstooth on the cuff and a houndstooth on the short. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a precursor. So what see this season from the Hounds and their kid anyway. So um, yeah, I'm excited about some of these. So I I like it. Uh, Let me hit you with what I got here. Um, So number one, um, uh, I'm looking at week one, just because it's opening weekend. There's something to me that speaks of, I'm going to watch a lot of matches, but one of the ones I'm interested in, of course, and wearing my Shawnee shirt in honor of Sean Riley, um, member of the NOLA Gold who un- unfortunately passed away. But I'm going to be paying attention to the OG at NOLA, mm. uh, and I like this matchup. I'm interested because of OG, of course, yeah. made the playoffs last year. NOLA has been shut out of the playoffs in in their you know since their existence, coming yeah. in you know when the league was born in 2018. And I know Fitz, uh, I consider him a, a personal friend. He is hungry to get in the playoffs. So that'll be interesting to see if that one of those bubble teams, you know, two of those bubble teams yep. are, are going to be competitive and who can come out in that spot. So that's number one. Hmm. I am looking at week three, and I'm really sorry, week uh yeah, week three. I'm looking to see how the see how Nola tests against uh the free jacks, the 2023 champs. And um, what I'm really interested in is and Nola can put one over on him. Um, I'm going to be sure to hit up Bozo at the Jacks Rangers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Follow up in week four would be the hounds at the free Jacks again. Mm -hmm. And I I have, if everybody hasn't figured it out, I've got divided loyalties. I'm going to have to like buy two jerseys, right? I'm going to have to buy two jerseys, cut them up the middle and sew the opposites together (laughs) just so uh, that I can feel like I'm repping both. Um, But I'm interested in watching the Hounds at the Free Jacks. Again, this will give us, like we talked about, had the Hounds really made that leap forward Mm -hmm. to be a contender in the MLR, and it'll tell us right away in week four if that's the case. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking at. Um, I'm going jumping ahead to week six, and I talked about this divided loyalties and, and this jersey that I've got to sew together, and it's going to come to fruition in week six. I'm watching this game with a close eye. And the reason is I booked my flights, baby.
1: Oh, there you go. I am
2: flying down to New Orleans. My wife, the the Mrs. Hammer, and and I are going to be going down to New Orleans for about five days during my spring break, catching the game on Saturday. Uh I, I'm hitting up two of my favorite people in the world, Dan and Sheila Falcon. Uh they're gonna be, you know, of course, um just showing us the wonderments of the city, and then we're gonna enjoy a great game of rugby and I can't wait right. to see. Yeah. It's going to be excited. I'm pumped. I am jazzed for that one. Uh, Let's see. I've got all my post-it notes here, Daryl. Hmm. Um, oh, you know, uh, let's see. Uh, You know, I kind of am interested in this next game. I mean, Dallas hadn't really had a great season last season, but right. I am interested in the sharks and Dallas in week. Yeah. Why well, is that? Well, first of all, they're only going to we- meet, that week because one's in the east and one's in the west so right. there won't be that you know home and away series it's like a winner take all match and the reason why I'm watching this is because both teams have that argentinian Argentina. foundation Argentina. and i'm looking to see what that game looks like a Yeah 100% 100% are we going to get that you know typical big physical argentinian flair? Yeah. are we going to get you know that that you know you know, just pounding ground Argentinian uh, rugby, we'll see, uh, but I'm looking forward to week nine
1: in there. That's a, that's a good one. I like like that one.
2: Yeah. um, And then let's see. um, Oh, another one week 16, the Hounds have a proven match versus the Legion. And then, you know, again, you have one of those teams that we both put you know, the top tier mm-hmm. and how will the will the hounds stack up? And we should have a pretty good idea. Week 16 is late in the schedule. We should know whether they're a playoff bound or right. playoff bubble team mm-hmm. by that time.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: And speaking of playoffs, <laughs> um, week 17 and 18. I don't know if the rugby gods just bestowed uh the magic on the MLR or if this was intended or planned, especially with the way they had to revise, given the fact that. The anthem came in, but in week 17 and week 18, the playoffs really start. I don't know if people paid attention, Daryl, but Mm -hmm. really, you're talking about in week 17, every single match is an interconference match. So Western teams are playing Western teams, Eastern teams are playing Eastern teams. There's no crossovers, and and you're in week 17 where playoff implications are really on the line, Mm -hmm. which you know in the in the second to last week. You know, and so you got Nola against the free Jacks. Again, that could be, you know, what's going to happen there. Uh, Depends where Nola sits. Depends if the free Jacks can, you know, uh, have another great year. And then San Diego and Houston is Houston. One of those teams that can emerge into elite status, Um, you know, against the San Diego, who was Mm -hmm. in the finals last year. And then uh, playoff week or pre playoff week two um in in week 18 again you you have very few i I think you only might have one crossover all the rest are you know um conference teams. you have ogdc and nola as i said at the top you know this is they play at the first week they play the last week you know uh, this could be a battle to get into the playoffs and then um you talked about it san diego and seattle yeah. Always a good matchup. Always, always one to watch. Mm-hmm. And that's in week eighteen. Could this be one of those playoff situations in there um mm-hmm. that has playoff implications? So right. Yeah. What are you what are your thoughts and mind?
1: Yeah. No, I I like it. Um I think um you know, another I, I don't want to say sleeper, but um Houston's an X factor in all this because yeah. uh heavy South African influence, um, you know powerful pack um i just think they're going to be you know they could have a breakout year just like chicago um no. and this you're, is you're going to be in
2: for a blood fest you're going to yeah. be you know, it's, it's a heavyweight battle if you yep. if you go down to
1: houston yep oh no, absolutely and uh that's going to be a really fun one to watch
2: and if and, and if humans there you know you will actually get into a fight
1: <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, enough. <laughs> You know, I was going to uh mention too. We talked about it a little a little bit earlier, but um I mean Charlotte's not going to have any instant rivalries per se, but um they're kind of bound to develop and we talked about it. I mean DC is the closest geographically to Charlotte. Yeah. And um so it's going to be kind of interesting to see if there if something we get kind of an east coast rivalry going maybe Miami, I don't know, but old glory makes the most sense for a rivalry to kind of build. And then also maybe even LA because, because a lot of the rugby ATL players went to LA. Um, Maybe there's a little bit of weird geography going on there. You know, some kind of competition that kind of develops there Uh, East coast, West coast kind of thing. It'll be kind of interesting to see if any of that develops this year.
2: Yeah. Like a coastal cup, man. Yeah, That sounds good. You know, it's funny you mentioned that uh, OG versus Anthem game it's it's um i actually have that one pegged in my calendar for personal reasons um hounds are away so i have an opportunity actually i think i might and and i'm going to be on um you know summer vacation at that point so i have have the luxury of time i might i might actually make the trip out to dc on june 1st for that match because uh my brother lives in maryland so um okay. you now it's an opportunity for me to get out there, see him kind of double up, see some rugby, see some family. You, go. you know, have
1: a reason to go see some rugby. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Could be fun. And they're yeah. in uh they're a new new stadium this year yeah. in Maryland. Yep. They're in new
2: digs. It's a soccer complex. My brother said it's a beautiful complex. They've got like an immense amount of fields there. Uh, but he said it's a it's pretty Pretty great uh facility. Mm-hmm. Um, my nephew's played uh soccer there and I think he's played some lacrosse there. So people can expect at least a, a proper facility there. You no know, mm-hmm. what, what kind of accoutrements do they have for, for for a professional team? We'll we'll have to see, but I'm interested in seeing what that looks like. I hope to be able to get out there.
1: Yeah. That awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's very interesting too to see the uh the vibe in Miami for their mm-hmm. home games, what that's gonna be like. Um I, I just think it's going to be a party,
2: for sure. It's, well, that facility—they're going to be in the uh, in the the like. There's a, of course, I don't know what the name of the soccer team is that Messi plays for think. there, but they, I think they have a minor league team that plays in the same stadium, yeah. um, and it looks like an amazing facility. Yeah, and it looks like they're they're also really playing off the Messi component, really working hand in hand in hand with. Yeah. Uh, the the soccer
1: uh, oh, yeah.
2: soccer team there,
1: yeah, and their PR department has done a pretty darn good yeah. job last year. They've really gotten the word out, and I think their crowds are. Uh, I'm guessing their crowds are going to be pretty solid, and uh, yeah, it could be a good time. I
2: agree. So now, uh, do you have any uh, away matches planned this uh, season?
1: Um Old Glory, I think. I mean, like I say, I, I do. I I work up in Virginia a lot, and so uh, it's easy for me to work a, a work trip in there, stay over the weekend. Gotcha. Um, so I'm definitely going to do some old uh, OG games. Um, I'd want to do one in Miami. I haven't quite figured that one out yet, but I do want to go to Miami because it is going to be a party. So, yeah. uh, I definitely want to get that and stay on the East Coast. But Stacy out at San Diego is bugging me to come out to to a Legion game, so we might have to work that into.
2: It yeah, can't go wrong with Snapdragon. That's a phenomenal. No, movie. no,
1: it's awesome. And I have never all the games I went to was at um, USD at uh, Torero, so I've never been yeah, to yeah. Snapdragon. So. uh uh we love terrero terrero was a great it was a great that was great facility. it was a great facility it was beautiful so um there was some apprehension when the when the team moved to snapdragon but it's just it's an amazing facility so uh and certainly way more capacity so that will right. would be I'd love to go so yeah, it's all on my bucket list for this year too well, maybe make it the final you know i mean it's yeah the
2: really opportunity we we hear i think uh like the third of August or fourth of August something like that is going to be the final. Um, Scott and I have been talking a little bit about uh, getting out there and doing some stuff um, at the final. So that's a great Ooh, opportunity yeah, to go out there great. and do some Snapdragon.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. That'll be a lot yeah. of help.
2: And great. and you know, be sure to pencil in June first up there at uh, up there in uh, Maryland. Yeah, I will because uh, I'll be there. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll actually exactly. to, yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll do a little work. We'll get we'll get on some video and oh, you know, yeah. we'll have
1: a good time. Yeah, absolutely, we're gonna do it.
2: Yeah. So parting thoughts on the season, any anything just in general that um is of interest for you, that you're you got your, you know, rugby eye on other than you know the elements that we talked about
1: before we uh you know go our parting ways tonight? Um yeah, you know, it's it's always exciting. The beginning of the rugby season or the MLR season is always exciting. This one's different. <laughs> it definitely has a different feel because no New York, no Toronto. Um I think bringing in Charlotte is is such a good move, even though, you know, there's still a lot of questions marks, but it just uh, it was a good boost to the league. Um, And now everybody's curious. Um, It just keeps a little bit more fan interest. Um, For me, being here in Charlotte, my my eye is on, you know, really getting the word out and attracting uh, new fans. And it's already a solid rugby town. But just like any other city, there's just so many people that don't know our game, and um, I even put on my page the other day just you know, if you're coming to the games, don't come alone, you know, make sure you bring yeah. a, a friend a fan with you and uh, buy them a beer, and guarantee they'll have a great time, they'll love it. Um, uh, I've done it, I've brought lots of my friends to games on both coasts, and every time they absolutely fall in love with it. And so, for me, it's just um, I'm, I'm anxious to see what kind of turnouts we at Charlotte and how we can build on it. And, what the atmosphere will be like. And let's like say they haven't had a lot of time to, to prepare, not, not much PR, media work, that stuff. It'll come along during the season, but to, right out of the gate, it's going to be tough. But um, I'm anxious to see how it builds here, uh, how the fan base grows. It's, it's really exciting for me to, to be a part of it.
2: Excellent. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And for me, I'm interested in this. I just have a feeling that many teams are going to be stepping up their fan engagement uh, component of their organization. And I say that because uh, I I have a friend that works with Seattle, uh, has done some stuff with Seattle. I know that they're going to step up the fan engagement in many ways. We've had conversations about it. And I know here in Chicago that they've hired, they've made a significant commitment to improve now to increasing their staff. I don't mean improvement, improvement from the sense that, you know, well, Maggie has come in and he's really a director of player ops so they really have plans to do some things with player and fan engagement um they have some some other ideas to really drive fan engagement uh they've got some other people involved on a full-time basis not only in the coaching end but also in the organization for marketing and ticketing and things like that so i expect to see their game step up a notch and i would venture to guess that there's like you mentioned with miami that there's um that there's going to be an increased commitment to doing so yeah. across the league. So I'm excited to see what this 2024
1: season holds for us. Yeah, me too. And it's so important. I mean, uh, we've got to we got to get the butts in the seats, you know, and um, yeah, it will show better on TV. Um, fan engagement just to. I mean, you look at some of the sevens sevens tournaments, you know, LA sevens, Las Vegas sevens, I mean, it's a party and, uh, and it shows well and attracts more and more fans and it just builds on itself. Word of mouth is the best thing you can, you can get hundred percent, hundred percent.
2: Well, Daryl, it has been an absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed hearing your perspective on Anthem Rugby Carolinas, uh, and of course, your thoughts on, you know, where these teams are shaking out, at least in the beginning, and what games you're looking forward to in 2024. So, like I said to you fans, if uh, you have something that you're looking for, drop us a comment below. Let us know your thoughts and what games you have your eye on for. And, uh, you know, criticize Daryl and I. You know, <laughs> did, did we get – did we get our tears right? Did we get them wrong? What are your thoughts? We all uh, give us, yeah, give us a hot takes. Tell us we're shit. Tell us we're on the money. <laughs> I don't care, you know, but uh, let's, ha- yeah, let's have a little fun. We don't mind a little criticism as long as we're engaging fans. Because, again, here at the Rugby Rant, we're trying to go to rugby one fan at a time. And we got one of the best fans uh, in Charlotte right there, Daryl McCormick. Derek, my man, we really appreciate you taking an opportunity in your busy schedule to jump on with us and promise, promise me that you'll get back on the show periodically so you can give us an update on what's going on
1: down there in Charlotte. I sure will. I'll keep you up to date. Count on it. All right, brother. All right. Thank you much. much, You bet.
2: And fans, that does it for episode 160. We'll be back next week. New hot takes, new hot topics. And of course, the hot hammer. Anyway, we appreciate it. We'll see you all at the next.